Shane, for sure. No, we're recording. We hey, are, we are officially hey, recording. Hey, Shane, come here. Sit down. What's up? No, no, we have to, we have to finish a meeting thing. How soon? Go for it. Go for it. We can do it quick. We, we can do we it got, quick. We got approval from Pat All right. Reeves over there. All right, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Whoa, 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 what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Patrick and Tucker's Power Hour uh, with special short-time guest, Shane. Uh, you remember him from last season. Everybody, welcome back, Shane. What's up, Shane? Welcome back. Uh, hey, well, so, thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to start off with a theoretical question because Shane brought us a really good one. Shane, would you rather pee yourself once a week in public or poop yourself once a day in private? Whoa. Uh. <laughs> Never thought about it actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would. So, probably poop yourself once a day in wow. private. See, but you interesting salvaging clothes from pee is so much easier than salvaging clothes from poop. Who says you have to wear clothes? Nobody. But then salvaging your room from poop. See, I poop myself every day in private. Anyway, it's on the toilet. No, that's, yeah, Patrick, that's not pooping yourself. Well, fine. Pooping, pooping yourself, yourself is like when you're clothed and not expecting to poop. Pooping yourself is when you're unprepared to poop. Right. But it always happens in private. Yes. No one is with you when you poop yourself. So no one has any proof that it happens. Well, if they find your poopy underwear, then yeah. It's a lot of underwear you have to buy every year then. Exactly. But if you pee yourself, you're in public. So it could could happen right now. You could just all of a sudden start urinating. Yeah, but I feel like... they say in Britain. That's disgusting. Like, imagine being on, like, a subway or... A bus and it happens. I mean, yeah, but imagine being in a long-term relationship and you have to explain to your significant other that you poop yourself every day. Imagine, <laughs> but but they'll never be there to experience it because it's in private. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but imagine doing it like right now in this like booth. Think of the mess that that would make. You're standing Which up one? right now. Which one? One or two? Peeing. Okay. You're, you're standing one. up right now. That I got the mess on the floor and like not just your clothes. Like, yeah, because. That that's like you'd have to carry around. Like Shane a, doesn't look like damaging. the kind of guy who pees a lot. You have to carry around a basin with you. You look like you got a small bladder, Shane. Not a lot of pee coming wow. out of that. Sorry. Wow. How'd you know? I don't buy it. We invite this guy onto know? our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> onto <laughs> y'all, y'all flag. We, we initially or we immediately insinuate how much he pees. <laughs> Not even a quarter of a liter is coming out of this guy. <laughs> Not even a quarter. <laughs> What's on? What are the topics for today? What are you, what are we talking about? Oh, I got something to say. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Patrick's got something but to say. Speak your mind. But I, I can't say it in you front can't. of Shane because it's embarrassing. Here's one other thing. Oh. Here's one other question for you. You get a button. You can push it if you want, or you can choose not to. If you push the button, all disease everywhere, now and future, are all cured. No disease ever again. But for humans or for animals too? Every, everything. But... All technology stops. We can't develop any more new tech, which means you're stuck with your iPhone 11. That's the peak. Or your Google Pixel 2, depending on if you're an Android guy. Uh, no more, tw- no 2021 cars. The Cybertruck is the peak of tech. <laughs> um, it already is. And I guess the electric Hummer. Yeah. Do you push it? I hate this question. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, new technologies. No is in PS5, my bro. Section on my resume. Like no I, PS5. <laughs> really? I, I uh, yeah, I love CES every year and just seeing the different oh, things CES that they come out great. with. Like, mm-hmm. Do you see the Sony car? No, I did not see the they, Sony uh, car. They, they're not actually developing it. I don't. Don't quote me for sure, but they're not developing it to like send out for people to buy. But they wanted to develop a car for what they wanted the car companies to start making. Kind of like their vision of right. cars. Um, but that sidetracked. That's really tough. It is tough. On one hand, I really like technology and just seeing how like right. the world grows and how we can. But you expand. really hate disease. I really hate disease and sickness and you got, you heard it here first. Unnecessary. You death. heard it here fo- first, <laughs> folks. You heard it here first, folks. Shane is not a fan of disease. What would you do, Tucker? Not one. Bit. What would I do? Wouldn't push it. Same. Wouldn't push yeah, it. I wouldn't do it. See, and it's not even because I love tech. It's also because like overpopulation would destroy us. Yeah. Not to mention, if you if you stop the advancement of uh, technology, you are like you're dooming the human race. Yeah. You're done. Well, people also think that we're going to die inevitably due to too much advanced technology that will then overthrow us. But, yeah, but I think that's a pretty trill way to die. Yeah. You got to go, Shane? 
Is it time? I do. I do have to go in one second. I, uh, I'm going to ask you a question I want you to think on for when I'm back. Is all right. that all right? Yeah. Okay, wait. I don't know if I asked you which one I asked you last time, but did we talk about the chairs? Yeah, okay. the chairs are wheels. Table. The, okay, yeah. never chairs mind. Table. Then I, then I, oh, if a chair is a table? And we also talked about the, the, the wheelchair. Okay, the wheel, the wheel chair. and the chair. Okay, so I'll think of a next one. I'll think okay. of one for next time. Gotcha. All right. I'll, I'll look into some things. Cool. Well, Perfect. thanks for coming well, on, yeah, Shane. Thank you so much uh, for having thank me. Thank you for running in real quick. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> See y'all. Hey, guys, go, uh, go follow Shane on IU's uh, social media conglomerate website, IU. Walter Center for Career Achievement Network. Bye, Shane. I didn't know we had that. Follow it's, it's him like, on that. Can you talk about the IU Twitch channel? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the IU Twitch channel? IU has a Twitch channel. Okay. Shane's, Shane's coming back. Shane's I, uh, coming back. I'm part of IU Gaming, and we do have an IU Twitch channel. Really? At Indiana, oh. Indiana University, and we just started a team, I think, about a week and a half ago. Of uh, about like ten streamers that like to stream a bunch of different games, mm-hmm. a lot of cool content, things like that. So we have a talk show, we have league, we have uh, COD, we have a bunch of different games that like to get played on there, and we're right. slowly trying to grow it. And we have a Minecraft party on in about two weeks. Sounds fun. Oh, I'm out of breath. Whew. So I like ran back. So <laughs> what, what can people search on Twitch? Uh, if you look up Indiana University on Twitch, you will there be able we go to find it. at cool. Indiana University on Twitch. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, there's no at in Twitch. Yeah, but, I know. Right. You but guys yeah. on Mixer? No, we are not on Mixer. Mm-hmm. I'm you guys on start, OnlyFans? I'm going to... Are we what? OnlyFans? We should make one. I Patreon? Like that makes sense. That too we need. Yo, Tucker. Yeah? You want to go in with me on a Mixer account for IU? <laughs> IU Mixer? Yeah, it'll be called Ninja at IU. <laughs> IU Ninja? Yeah. We just got to dye our hair blue. Yeah. All right. Get out of here, Shane. Get okay, out of here. I'll see y'all. Yeah, have fun at your meeting. See ya. Bye, Patrick. Shout out to Shane and Patrick, members of Twitch and IU. What a great Flash guest. I know. I wasn't even ready to start the podcast, but here we are. But here we are. So hopefully nothing's messed up, right? Oh, we're good. I was logging into Adobe, but like, I'm not going to do that anymore. All Mm -hmm. right. So, Patrick. What's up? What's this embarrassing thing that you couldn't tell Shane? Dude. I think it was last week. I think I told you last week mm-hmm. that I may be going to Las Vegas to mm-hmm. represent IU at yeah. Sony, whatever. Um, I looked at my email today because I thought today was like the day where they were going to announce the, the like, decision selected. day. Yeah. Um, and the email, this kind of uh, calls back to what we were talking about pre-podcast. The email said to reply to the email saying that you accept the nomination by January 30th. And you didn't reply to the email saying you accept the nomination. And that the selected members would be announced on Monday, February 3rd, which was as of recording this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... I thought I replied, but I don't think I replied. You don't think you replied? I don't think I replied. So, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. I send an email out today just being like, wow, I done goofed. And I'm like, if there's like, I, I, I realize that this is both past the deadline to accept the nomination and is also past the announcing of the selected members. Um, something falls through. I'd love to hear I'm about here. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, haven't gotten a reply to that email, but I think I know what happened is um, shout out to Steve Cronky, um, our boy Cronk Dog, professor mm-hmm. uh, at IU. Um he is the one who reached out to me and was like, hey, um, would you like to be nominated? Like, I think you'd do really well at this. And I replied to him saying that I would, I'd love to. I feel like that for in some capacity, I felt like that was me 
giving accepting, the, yeah, 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 giving the nod to the, the verbal nom, acceptance, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, and I even you biffed. I it. even remember reading it, and just like not, not clicking that I had to do that. So probably not going to Vegas. Um, Vegas, baby. But it's all right. It's all right. So um, good. Hey, man, I wasn't even nominated, and Cronky's my friend. <laughs> I get, but, I understand why he thought that I wasn't the good face to represent IU, though. <laughs> For some reason, there's something about my face, there's something yeah. about me that maybe doesn't scream, hmm, I'm going to let this guy talk to strangers about Indiana University. That's, I mean, I'd let you talk to strangers about Indiana University. Yeah, but in a business sense, Patrick? That's a good point. I think I'm more of a, like guy who you'd take to a bar with you for right. like a network for like a I'm putting air quotes networking event right. and you'd be like yeah. oh this is a crazy guy yeah. from IU who you want to be friends with and then that'd be a good selling point but on a showroom floor for Sony mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the ideal man I could yeah I get what you're saying but it like it's funny because we were just talking about how like you think about something you're gonna say or text or email or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you think about it so hard that you convince yourself that you've done it. Well, so I had a, I had a similar experience to that where my mom needed a picture of my license plate. Uh huh. Um, because uh, when we drove up to Chicago, uh, I, we did a family vacation and we took off from Chicago and I was one of the drivers. So we took my car and we had to go through toll roads and we didn't have any cash on us. And they were, it, hey was, it was late at night. So we just had to go through the, just like drive mm-hmm. through and then it would take a picture of your right. license plate and then you could pay online after two weeks. Right. And so, uh, my mom was like, Hey Tucker, need you to send a picture of your license plate. And I go, yeah, yeah absolutely mom. Absolutely. Totally. Course, yeah. Took a picture of my license plate, didn't send it. <laughs> Guess how many pictures of my license plate I had on my phone at one point, Patrick? One? I had eight. Why? Because she kept texting me, asking me to send them. And then I'd be like, yeah, do it right really? when I get home. And <laughs> no. I kept taking, just taking the picture <laughs> and never sending it. Because I'd take it and I'd be like, whew, she's going to finally stop asking me. Mm-hmm. And I would never just scroll up in my phone and be like, every time she texted me, I'd be like, I got to go take a new picture. Because <laughs> right. for, for some reason, I'm stupid. Yeah. It was oh, just uh, something like that where she, I, I kept remembering and being like, I got to take a new picture of my license plate. And then I'd scroll up and then uh, nothing would happen. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Tucker. I want to tell you a tale. Tell me a tale. It has to do with this little visual aid I brought. Ooh. Now, uh, you know you my brought a visual aid to an audio podcast. Now, you know my usual joke book. 1,001 right. More Cool Jokes. Right. Looks very similar to this book, except for it's blue and has a different cast of characters. Oh. Now, that's a book that I got when I was, I was probably five, six, really? maybe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Parents got it for me for Christmas, or Santa got it for me for Christmas, for right. all the audio listeners. Right. <laughs> probably audio listeners. Um <laughs> And, uh, and it's a, it's a book that I, that I carry with me because I, uh, I, I, for one, am a huge fan of unfunny jokes. I think they're mm-hmm. some of the funniest jokes out there. Right. I think jokes that get a, uh, are amazing uh-huh. because it means that people not only understood the joke, but they understood it to a point where the answer was so blatantly obvious that it made them unhappy. Right. Which to me is sometimes harder to write than a joke that is funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been, but the joke that I, the book that I had was one thousand and one more cool jokes. And for the longest time, I've been curious. That means that this is a sequel because it is right. more cool jokes, mm-hmm. which means that this is the author's joke two th- or one thousand and two to two thousand and two. Right, meaning it's not his best stuff, Patrick. Yeah. He's already a thousand and one jokes in. That's what I'm saying. And so I thought, well, I got to find the best one, the original, mm-hmm. if I want to really get some good jokes. So I bought the original and I've been only allowing myself to read two or three of them a day. So Patrick, I'd like you to pick a number between one and a thousand. Awesome. Um, and one. 
Now, did, did you start at the beginning? I read the very first three jokes, and that's f- some of the few that I've read. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with – now, before I answer this, the the 1001 more cool jokes, it starts it starts again at one and goes to 1001. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, I would like to know what number 487 is. 487? Yeah. Do you think you can get a collection, like a, a collector's edition, where it comes with like both books combined? It's like two thousand and two cool jokes. I wish. They don't have the tech for that yet. This is in the monsters section, Patrick. Ooh. A good section. What does a boy monster do when a girl monster rolls her eyes at him? I don't know. He rolls them back to her. A. That was good. Now give me one more number and then I'll pick one. Okay. Um, let's do 762. 762. This is exciting. Now this is in the knock-knock section. Now oh, some of these my are- My favorite section. Some of these, the best way to describe them are- Slobber knockers. Okay, cool. Got some Jim Ross in here. Knock knock. Who's there? Army. Army who? Army and you still friends? <laughs> Is that a joke? Where's the joke in that? Where's the joke, Patrick? I don't get that. These knock knock, like so many of these are just knock knock. Who's there? Aren't you? Aren't you going to let me in? It's freezing outside. You could tell by the silence that these aren't okay. I'm gonna pick three, six, nine. Can I read it, Patrick? I'd be honored. Three hundred and sixty-nine. Yes. Cool. I have five noses, seven ears, and four mouths. What am I? I don't know. Very ugly. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one that's great that's a good one I have five noses seven ears four mouths what am I very ugly can you imagine doing that for a living writing really bad jokes for kids books uh huh you know Patrick I I can very much imagine it and I gotta tell you I would have a great time (laughs) but the story on this book is I looked for this book for so long because of the fact that I, I've tried to buy modern joke books for kids mm-hmm. because right. so one comedian who I adore, Norm MacDonald, he mm-hmm. inspires me. He's he, he can make shout a, out. Yeah. He can make a funny joke out of anything mm-hmm. out of literally the dumbest things. Um, Like one of his funniest jokes ever. He 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 turned a joke about how moths go towards lights mm-hmm. into a five minute bit on Conan. Really? And it was amazing. And it's it, it lands so well. His intonation, his pacing, everything he does is so good. Mm-hmm. And he challenges himself where he will go to comedy clubs, just small comedy clubs, just show up out of nowhere, go to open mic nights, and then do 10-minute sets, but only tell jokes from joke books. Really? And so I'm challenging myself where I'm trying to do the same thing, where I'll get a news joke and then try to intertwine it with one of these mm. or something like that. Or I'll just try to write a larger bit about one of these jokes or tell a larger story about them. Mm-hmm. Um, like you heard my bit about the Spanish magician, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also the one about how my dad told me the definition of the word many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are two stories that were morphed from very short, simple jokes. Hey, look, it's Michael. Michael. Uslan? Mm-hmm. Wow. Big hoss moving in. Shout out. Do you think we could flag him in here? Wouldn't be as impactful as having Shane. I don't know if I would say that. I would. Have Love you, Shane. Have you seen Shane? Shane's great. I have seen Shane. In <laughs> fact, I saw him a few minutes ago. Um, But the new jokes are all like, like they're all about like texting and smartphones, right? And those are jokes that aren't going to be funny in a week's or in a, mm-hmm. in a year's time, right? 
these are jokes that it doesn't matter. They're either never going to be funny or they are always going to be funny. Yeah. Jokes that are funny today and might not be funny tomorrow aren't jokes I care about. Yeah. Because I think jokes based on irrelevancy aren't actual good jokes. Like there are some jokes that can be based on relevancy that I think can be really funny. But like that's why political humor bothers me is Mm. like if you go back and try to watch an SNL opening political monologue from even 2008, you're like, what is this? Yeah. Like it's not that funny. And like I assure you when we're 20 years out from Trump being president, Mm -hmm. we're going to go back and watch it and be like, this is this is dog crap. Yeah. Which I kind of think it is now. Um, But I feel like the people who are making that kind of content aren't making it for longevity no they're 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 making it because in their mind if you stay current like all the time you don't have to have longevity no you and you also they also know that it's so much easier to maintain viewership Mm -hmm. it's so you don't have to be nearly as funny right to get views as long as you talk about the things that are current Mm mm-hmm because people, if they can somehow get even a tiny semblance of the news and also laugh a little bit, yeah. to them it's perfect. Right. Which, like, if I can get humor from my news, then that's how I get my news. Um, but oftentimes it's not the proper way to get delivered your news. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes if it comes with a joke, it's probably not real news. It's fake news. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of fake news, you want to hear a joke that I wrote that I thought was really funny but didn't get a single laugh yesterday? Of course. A Polish man who was blind for more than two decades is reportedly able to see again after being hit by a car in a street or in a sidewalk crossing. Hey, next time he'll see the car coming. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That's pretty funny. I didn't get a single chuckle. <laughs> really? Just blank, blank stares. Kids these days. Kids these days. They don't days. know comedy. Kids these days. How's the show looking for tomorrow or for Thursday? Uh... Pretty good. Our yeah. game is kind of similar to the game we play with Pankowski, which makes sense because uh, yeah, 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 because Michael's also a producer who pitches. Um, call it resting pitch face. We're that's original. Somebody also came up with that idea for the literal exact one. Really? <laughs> for Eric Pankowski's episode, somebody said we should call it resting pitch face, and that's not a joke. I think it, that might have been. It was either Amy or Katie, or you could call it perfect pitch. It's a play on pitch perfect. I believe that was also an idea, and right. I think that okay. might have been what we called it, Patrick. All right, All right. whatever. But uh, the idea right now is that um, we have to pitch a superhero movie. Okay. Um, we get 30 seconds as usual, um, but you get the superhero's name, their superpower, and then they are trying to save the world from blank, and then you have to make a pitch. That sounds fun. I think it'd be interesting. Pretty standard and similar to our other games, but if that's how we get our best games, and if the formula, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Let's not break it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you're not a big sci-fi fantasy fan, correct? No. And where do you come down on superheroes? Because they kind of toe the line. I... It's hard. I want to say that I like them, which mm-hmm. is annoying because I don't think I do. Right. Because when I think about it, I think of most of the superhero movies I watch, and I come away from most of them disliking them or unsatisfied. Really. Um. So I'm I'm gonna have to say that I'm not a huge fan. I go to see them mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, hated Endgame. I walked out really? of that movie so unsatisfied. Ah, oh, but um, they, they had the snaps. They see my problem with Endgame. Was it, first off, people who think Endgame was better than Infinity War, do you think Endgame was better than Infinity War, Patrick? I don't want to drop a truth bomb on you. In, like, a very generalized yes or no answer, I would say yes. Which one do you think was a better movie? Now, which one did you enjoy more? Which one was a better movie? It's been a long time since I've seen Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um... Recency bias, I would say Endgame. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. What? Uh, Endgame was a movie where they sat down, Uh they being the producers, the executives, and they tell the writers, they go, okay, 
we need these 10 moments to happen. Mm-hmm. Write a script. Right. For example, Nerd Hulk. Possibly the worst direction they could have taken the Hulk. Really? There was no payoff for that. Nothing. He's like, oh, I get the best of both worlds. I'm a nerd and I'm still the Hulk. Mm-hmm. No, that did, I didn't. What did he learn? He's, he had no arc. We missed his entire arc. Because in Infinity War... Ah, oh, I'm always angry. Right. Uh, and or no, it was in Thor Ragnarok. Ah, oh, I'm always angry. And then in Infinity War, he literally couldn't Hulk out due to that mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction. And then all of a sudden he comes up and he's like, oh yeah, it's fixed. We don't even need to talk about me. Right. Why? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Er. Then we go to, the only <laughs> the, the only character who had a slightly meaningful arc to me was Thor. Really? Um, I, that was the one thing I didn't like about uh, Endgame. They had way too many fat jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought those were overdone, but uh, I thought they handled really well how some people go through loss. And yeah. uh, I thought the scene where he catches, he goes back in time and catches Mjolnir was really cool. Right. Because he gets that twinkle in his eye of mm-hmm. being like, oh, wow, even though I'm kind of washed up in a deadbeat, I'm still, like, I can still be a hero. Right. I'm, um, I'm surprised, like... I get why they did Fat Thor, um, and you know it's it's funny to a degree, but I'm surprised that they didn't get rid of it towards the end of the movie when he when he realizes that like he's like still worthy, quote unquote. I feel like that even though it would even though it would tie his physique to like. His, his success, yeah. His success, um, that yeah, that was one of those things where I feel like they were probably more stuck, right? I feel I, I just think it would be an an interesting, um, like, symbol, yeah, of of his like realizing, like, I don't know, that he is worthy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, Thor is my favorite Avenger, so I'm like most critical about Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's my favorite Marvel character, I would say in general. Um, and really, even after Dark World and the first Thor, yeah, I I haven't seen Dark World in a long time. I like the first Thor. Um, I just think he's cool. Um, but I just I felt like they just made the character a joke. Yeah, well, that's the problem with Marvel movies where they get so centered on the idea of humor that they lose the story, which I think right. putting humor in things is really important. And they that balance has never shown more properly than in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because that movie, be it it's not a perfect movie, has a good story. Right. I walked out of that movie feeling happy for the crew. And it's like, oh, these guys are all kind of sort of anti-heroes. Like, they're obviously more on the hero side than on the anti-hero right. side. Um, but it, that was one of the funniest Marvel movies. Like, it wasn't just, oh, these guys are saying quips every once in a while. It was like things were directly set up just to be funny. Right. But in Infinity War, like, I felt like Nerd Hulk was also just a bit. Mm-hmm. So many things were just a bit. And I felt like in that movie, they go, okay, we care about Black Widow. We care about... Hawkeye, we care about Captain America, we care about Iron Man, and then nobody else mattered. Everything right. else was a bit. Yeah. A little bit of Ant-Man, but that was only because he was convenient for the story in the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just genuinely don't think they cared about anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's hard for me to say which movie is better because originally they were going to be one in like part one part two mm-hmm. like infinity war part one part two um but i mean I, I get what you're saying um i don't really remember where we started this on i think it was yeah you, it was superhero movies i yeah. i wanted to ask you yeah um do you find yourself because you don't like traditional sci-fi fantasy stuff do you find yourself liking the more grounded superhero movies like dark knight batman begins those like ones more grounded in reality yeah i yeah i to me the second there's only one example of a superhero movie that has a ah my goal is to destroy the world plot that i've actually cared about and Mm. that's infinity war and that's only because i thought thanos was one of the most well-written villains right um, and I think that's partially because Josh Brolin's performance was mm-hmm. phenomenal. 
uh, whether it in that's the performance capture. It's really hard to do a really good performance, but I think he did amazing with it. Right. Uh, his voice was great. Um, he just captured the character pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think to me, every time I hear, if we don't stop this bad guy, the world's going to blow up. Right. I instantly get taken out of the story. Mm-hmm. And I think you know why that is. Yeah. The world's not going to blow up because all they care about is sequels. Mm-hmm. But in movies like The Dark Knight, it's this it's on such a small scale. Ooh, I might kill the mayor. I might kill the mayor's kid. Mm-hmm. That's something that very well could happen. And then the stakes are instantly raised because as the audience, we have zero idea. But when it comes to movies that are on a much higher scale, we always know who's going to win. Like, that's why I really liked Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. I knew Spider-Man was going to win because it's Marvel and the bad guy always loses in Marvel, except for Infinity War, which made it so cool. (laughs) The bad guy always, always, always loses in Marvel. But in Spider-Man Homecoming, that didn't matter because... It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a huge risk if the bad guy did win. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like one million dollars of Tony Stark equipment is stolen. Not the end of the world, but it was a coming of age story. The smaller scale, the better. Because mm-hmm. the second you get a villain, oh, I hate Loki. I'm just gonna put that out there. I like Loki. I think Loki is one of the worst villains ever because you can write him to do whatever you want, right. and it doesn't have to be logical, right. or have anything. And then they can just be like, "Oh my god, it's just Loki. He's so crazy." Welcome to Norse mythology. Yeah, I know. I know it's Norse <laughs> mythology. <laughs> That's but it's it's so it's so frustrating because it's just let him die. Just let it be. Like I get that they're like every time but, they're just like, "Oh my god, he's dead now," and I'm like, he's, "I know he's not dead. You don't have to lie to me." But Tom Hiddleston is so cool, and he looks so cool. No, he doesn't. He does. Tom dude. Tom Hiddleston looks like a punk. The slicked back hair. Tom, there are some people who shouldn't be superheroes. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston looks like a punk. Who else looks like a punk? Um, what's his name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange. I did not like. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I just think I don't like British guys. I don't think Paul Rudd should be a superhero. Paul Paul Rudd, the only reason Paul Rudd works, I think, is because his superpower is being small. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he was supposed to be some big, like, rough, like, smart, like, his whole thing was that he was, a, like, a, a sly thief. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes sense. But if they tried to sell him as anybody else, right. it would not work. Yeah. And he still kind of doesn't work. I'm excited to see how Kamal Gianni does. As his role, uh, yeah. he's one of the uh, the immortals. Really, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel like yeah. Um, she goes, speaking of, we tried to bring somebody in here, and she just goes, "How?" I um, I might tell you this in a second, because um, we have a second surprise guest, Katie Hodge. What up, Katie? Katie, is it okay if we say your last name? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're welcome to pop on those headphones whenever you're ready. Um, she's just in hair and makeup right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was taking her time. Uh, welcome to the show. We were just talking about Marvel movies, the Marvel Perfect. Cinematic Perfect Universe. Timing. Um, Perfect timing. Katie is an avid viewer of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we were just talking about how much Tucker hates those movies. I don't hate them. You know what movies I hate? What? Of of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, the ones that I can confidently say that I walked away enraged that I hated, Iron Man 2. Yeah, that was Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Ooh. Doctor Strange was so bad. I, okay, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch, so I'm probably partial. Wow. Mm, just see, as just as like a person. Yeah, I really hate gotcha. Benedict Cumberbatch. And an actor though, BBC right. Sherlock, best yeah. oh. Sherlock, like in modern casting. Time. In that, that so Sherlock good. was the book. Which one? I mean, all yeah, of them. But <laughs> Nancy Drew is the best Sherlock. Whoa. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Thor one, Thor two, The Dark World. Uh, Thor Ragnar- just kidding Thor Ragnarok Thor is Ragnarok amazing Thor Ragnarok is so good I, but that's only that because okay. Taika Waititi is great yeah I, I'm not like like we were talking about Thor is my favorite character I feel like as the MCU went on he f- 
found his stride as being like comic relief. And I feel like that just turned his character into a joke. You liked of. him better in Thor um, The Dark World? I haven't seen Thor in the Dark World oh. in a long time. I was, oh, I um, thought you were going to say ever. And I was like, I no. he's your too. favorite character. Like, you haven't seen um, Thor in the Dark World. If I had to sit Thor, Patrick, I, you have to. I did really like the first Thor. Mm. Um, I think, like, you're right. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, even how he's in, like, Endgame, like, the two Endgame movies, mm-hmm. he is so different. Like, right. if you if you go and watch the first one and then watch the last movie, like, the character is written totally differently. Right. And, like... The Hulk also, he's okay. He's not, like, in my top favorite, like, Marvel characters. And the whole, like, buddy cop movie, it just, it was, like, it was funny. It was cool. Like, I'll I, be honest, I still like Thor. I never watched the first Hulk movie. <laughs> I, had, I still haven't either. Have it. Yeah, I watched it a while ago. Ooh, another one I don't like, Captain Marvel. I didn't see that. I don't think I'm alone in that, though. It seems like a majority of people dislike mm-hmm. it. I I couldn't get a read on the character because sometimes she was very, very empathetic, but other times she was just, like, super sassy, and I just didn't know how she was trying to play her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, just, I just didn't, I didn't I enjoy I would have rather had her be, like, sort of how, like, the Thor or- origin story was. Where yeah. it was like mythical, like I would have rather had it be kind of like more serious than have it be funny, because mm-hmm. she was sort of like the comic relief character too, and I don't know. I think it just made it. She and I don't know. I love the girl. I can't think of her name right now. Do you know she was in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, I I rewatched Twenty One Jump Street and I was like, hey, hey, is, is that Captain Marvel? Marvel? And I was so confused. <laughs> Did you like um, Black Panther? Black Panther was good, but I wish I hadn't read reviews before going in. Oh, gotcha. Because I expected it to be one of the best movies I'd ever seen because of social media Mm overhype. And it was good. Like, I, I can say that I genuinely enjoyed the movie, but people were treating it as if it was a movie to end all movies. And it was just a fine movie. It was people were treating it like it was Academy Award caliber. Yeah. And it was not. It was not. It was good. Yeah. Like uh, for I liked the villain better than I liked the hero. So much better. First off, I vibed with his plan better. Yeah. So much more. Michael B. Jordan killed it. He should have won. Should have killed Chadwick Boseman off. Should have had Killmonger be the new Black Panther. I agree with that. He was so much cooler. Wasn't it nominated for something? Sound editing. Oscars? Sound editing, original yeah. song, score, hair, costuming, a few things. It got I like four or five. I think it won five. costuming. I think it got costumes. Wasn't it almost Best Picture? It got a nom for Best Picture. Did it get a nom? I think so. Um, yeah, I... Because that kind of started the whole, like, Martin Scorsese being like, right. Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Marvel movies pictures are movies. aren't real. Yeah. yeah. Like okay, here's the thing, Martin Scorsese. Oh, uh, if you, if if I if I have to stop watching your piece of crap Italian mobster movie, The Irishman, Whoa. three times because Whoa. of boredom, you can't be talking about Marvel movies not being movies. Now, I don't think they're cinematic masterpieces, but if you're pumping out turds like The Irishman, you have no room to talk. Now, Martin Scorsese's done some good movies, but I I fell asleep during The Irishman. I had to stop to leave to go do something else to bring more energy back into my life. I was so bored, and people were like, oh, it's a slow burn. So many people know how to do the slow burn better. A candle can do a slow burn better than Martin <laughs> right. Scorsese. Yeah. It was so boring. It was so boring. And I love Joe Pesci, and I love Robert De Niro, and he had a great cast, and he blew it. Wow. How long is it? Isn't it like three, three hours? and a half hours? And uh, wow. I got to tell you, they could have done it in an hour and 10. Mm. Could have done it an hour. Could have done it in less. Could have done it. Could have done a short film. Martin. See, that's the thing. Like Endgame Ooh. was like three hours, right? Or yeah. like two hours and 50 Endgame something. Endgame was bad too. Yeah. Ooh. End- I'm just saying that like, okay, say it's three hours, whatever. In the theater, I never like... I was like, I will hold my pee. Oh, I was like, I'm not gonna yeah. leave. <laughs> I checked the clock probably every, six times during Endgame. Every uh, movie I go to now, actually, um, I'm, I look at the runtime and I'm like, that's 
that's not as long as Endgame. I made it through Endgame like twice without having to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I got this. See, one thing that I've started taking note of is I count how many times I check my watch during a movie. Yeah. And if I watch a movie and I don't check my watch a single time, that's a good movie. And if I check my watch solely to see if I can make it through the rest without peeing, then that's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But if it's a movie that's, uh, I'm not going to say a specific movie, but it rhymes with Schmavengers Bend Game, uh, and I check my watch <laughs> nine or ten times, might not be that good. Wow. That's a- Yo, but when Captain America held up Mjolnir, bro... <laughs> He is worthy. Okay, literally, so it was stupid. like you had to be there like opening night or like when me and Patrick went yeah. on like that Friday. I went the next weekend and the, oh, I got to tell you, the audience loved it. And you know who didn't? Me. I don't know. It always helps when the audience is like, like on one. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I used to agree with that. And then I saw Knives Out and then there was a guy in the audience who was talking to the screen and I had to go get an usher. <laughs> And they had to kick him out. And you're like, knives out. We're like, knives in. That guy. I was going to say, knives out. We're <laughs> like, get out. They stopped the movie. <laughs> no, they didn't stop the movie, but they had the guy leave. Wow. Oof. I, I still haven't seen Knives Out. Um, but I've heard it, it, is, it is my best picture of 2019 it by It was far. really good. Wow. Um, Solely because yeah. the script is airtight. It is so good. Also, good. the cast was great. They, and- they casted, they casted uh, Chris Evans. Is that his name? Chris something. Oh my god. He's Chris. Yeah. He's one of the Chris's. Yes. There's yeah, like that, 12 Chris's. That, that Captain Evans. United States guy. Yeah. 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 Captain US of A. Uh, they casted him perfectly. He did really? so well. Cool. Uh, the girl who played Marta did so well. It was it was overall very good casting. I liked having Chris Evans like be the villain for once. Because he's yeah. like Captain America. Way to just like spoil it. Okay, sorry. That's I why mean, it's so good. But he's also like a villain just like in the movie in general. He's like the like, he antagonizes guy people. you don't like. Right. I yeah. loved him. Because he was handsome. Um, and the sweater that he wears. You want to know what movie I saw recently? What? Um, that I thought, probably similar to you being like with Black Panther, I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. Joker. Yeah. I I went in there thinking that it was going to like revolutionize my life. And it was just like kind of a boring origin story to Joker. You thought it was boring? Kind yeah. I didn't get boring out of it. I mean, I thought but I I get what you're I yeah. I I knew that it was like he was going to go like for lack of a better word crazy at some point and that caused suspense. But I just didn't care. Yeah. Like it didn't it didn't make me care about the character. You didn't you didn't have you didn't you weren't given enough reason in the start to care about him. So when all the bad stuff started to happen, you weren't emotionally attached enough to want right. him to yeah. go, right? And I I was like, yeah, no, I fully understand that because we don't one thing that that movie lacks that every script needs to have is a character moment. Yeah. A defining moment in a script where the main character, you see who they truly are. Right. And I think in a movie like that, that's supposed to be about a person being broken to their limit. We need to see that person doing something really, really good in the beginning that shows how good of a person that they are, which I think they tried to do with him trying to entertain the kid. Yeah. And him like being a clown and everything, which got to tell you, wasn't a very good clown. Didn't make me laugh very much that movie. I I was trying to... Like, as I was looking, thinking back on it, trying to be like, why did I not connect with this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the the missed moment was either that, him, like, chasing after the kids and getting, like, beat for us to sympathize with him, or just him, like, taking care of his mom. Um, just kind mm-hmm. of, like, that kind of relationship. I just didn't care. And you I didn't was care like, about that stuff? I was like, I wanted to come in here to see, like, not necessarily joker in a world without batman Mm. but like i wanted to see like joker in his like heyday like it joker before batman right you know like but yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that to me it was was like really slice of life almost right Mm -hmm. where it's like it kind of started in the middle Mm -hmm. like he already i don't know i think the thing that you have to or like that i kind of found like the sympathy in was like the 
more of like the mental illness side. Right. Like that's kind of what I felt like one of the like main character, like it was like the main focus of like the character. Right. And that's, that, that was another thing I thought about. And it's like, it, I felt like my perception of the theme of the story is like a look at how society views mental illness. And I disagree. And with with that perception, or like with that, with that, the, the, the movie is that I disagree that it is a film about mental illness. It is a film about an individual who is mentally ill. If it because people people are saying like I connect with this because right. I have issues with mental illness or things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and as a person who throughout life has struggled with multiple varying forms of mental illness, I can say that. That is a huge abnormality when it comes to mental illness. Most people with mental illnesses like depression or things like that, when brought to a breaking point, don't become homicidal. They become suicidal. Right. Um, And uh, I think if you were to make a a movie that addresses mental illness, you would have to go more to the common man, play to the working man, the average folk. Um, so to me, I didn't really connect with the character on the issue of mental illness at all because I, that's not the average person's mental health experience at all. Right. The average person doesn't go to an asylum. The average person doesn't have to take mind numbing pills like that. Like, and there are people out there like that. Yes. But to the thousands of people out there who are like, I struggle with anxiety and this movie helped me. I'm like, that's worrisome. Like, right. I, I understand that this movie might have themes of mental health slightly, but it's very, very different when you compare it to the mainstream mental health issues that the average person has versus the health issues that he has that maybe affect one in 5 million right. people. Yeah, no, I I think that's, like, a good point, too. But I think one of the reasons, like, the mental illness helped me, like, connect with him was it just, like, humanized him more. Right, yeah. But, no, yeah, I agree. Like, it's more about, like, him having, like, like all these, like, negative thoughts. Right, Less about, like, what his specific condition is and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... And I... I also had a hard time figuring out what the climax of the movie is. I want to say spoilers, but I want to say um, it's when he goes on the the late night the show. Murray Franklin yeah. show and it does that. And I was like, I think that's it. I mean, the climax is supposed to be like the like most emotionally impactful moment mm-hmm. in the film, and he he says this speech and then does what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that treats him like trash i i'll tell you what you get patrick i want you to ask michael that no i'm not gonna answer that i really want you to no i i i really 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 want ben cruz jr to wear his joker costume (laughs) with full makeup and i just want him to loomingly sit during the interview (laughs) Like right next to him on the And couch. then just middle midway through the interview, just say, you're terrible, Tucker. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'll be like, why is that, Ben? Be like, you brought me on the show to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, we should. We should bring him. I think I think having Ben Cruz Jr. In, we should bring him on set. I think, yeah, yeah just having Ben Cruz Jr. looming there on set in yeah. Joker garb would be awesome. Great. I feel like Michael would be like, is that like a fan? Like it might be. Like, but Michael knows you know. Ben. Okay, well then. Do you think works. you'd recognize him? That's ben? what I'm wondering, though. It's Ben has a very distinct. I don't know. B, yeah, I think you would recognize Ben. You might be like, oh, you guys got Joaquin Phoenix in here. Wow. <laughs> ben does not look like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Disclaimer. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So like it, that, it just didn't resonate with me emotionally to the Academy Award like level. I thought it was a fine movie. Yeah. I just it wasn't what I expected, nor was it yeah. what I wanted. When I went in there, as far as like Oscars go, I don't know if it'll win Best Picture, but I think Joaquin Phoenix wins Best Actor. Yeah, I think I think I think Joaquin. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of what you feel about the movie, uh, I think it is. I think it's impossible to doubt that Joaquin Phoenix didn't put a great performance I in there. Um, I would argue, um, maybe Best Director, maybe. See, here here's a gripe I have. 
What's up? 1917 is going to win a ton of awards. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, 1917. of them. Uh, blue chunks. Visually, I- it was cool. It was a cool idea. You shouldn't win an Academy Award with a script that bad. I didn't even watch it. I'm not a big like war time movie right. mm-hmm. person, but it won the Golden Globe like even before it was released. It won. Publicly. It won. It that won the Golden Globe for best screenplay, but and it, its screenplay right. is. Didn't it win for best picture? It too? won best picture, best okay. director, best screenplay. Not it. It maybe deserved. I see why they gave it best picture because it is very cool i guess but i it, i don't even think it deserves best cinematography because you know what they did what they do my least favorite thing patrick what they, they do they put motion blur in the background oh no <laughs> i nearly threw up in theaters yeah because i get when you're trying to make it look like one continuous shot you got to keep motion but never not once does the camera stop moving really? and when you have motion blur in the background it looks like trash and I get that you're supposed to focus on the characters but sometimes I want to see the scenery Mm -hmm. and if the scenery's not in focus all you see is a blurred jumbled mess how many times did you check your watch oh (laughs) (laughs) I probably checked I probably checked my watch I'm gonna say that movie's not that long probably like an hour and a half four or five times now there is a scene where flares are being shot and Shout it goes from to dark to scene. light to dark to light to dark yeah. to light. That scene is breathtaking. Now, if you only showed me that scene, I would be like, best picture, best director, right. best everything. Right. But then I watch the whole movie, and I hear the script, and I'm like, oh, my God. Somebody wrote Benedict Cumberbatch's character to be like this? This is so bad. Dang, Benedict Cumberbatch again. He Benedict Cumberbatch's character is in it. His character in it. it has His lines are not logical whatsoever at all. He just is like a complete tool. He has no motivation to be like that. They're like, hey, you're walking right into a sneak attack. And he goes, I've been fighting in wars for longer than you've been alive, boy. You don't know squat. And he's like, "Uh, no. He's like, I have direct intel. And then Benedict Cumberbatch is like, I'll beat you to death. And it's just like. Well, he Benedict Cumberbatch ignores everything this dude says as this dude is coming with a direct summons from the commander in chief of the war. And then Benedict Cumberbatch like practically threatens to kill the kid and then doesn't because there are other witnesses. And it makes no sense. And the characters are just flat. There's no motivation. It, they're just so. Uh, Dang. Um, visually, super cool idea. <laughs> okay, wait. So then, say 1917 doesn't win. Say Joker doesn't win. Who else is up? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win Best Picture because Hollywood loves to pat themselves did on I the t- back. Did I tell you about my experience with that movie? <laughs> what? I went to go see it like right when it came out. It was really hyped for it because I was like, oh, t- Tarantino. Yeah. About Hollywood, like old Hollywood. I'm, good I'm a cast. huge. I'm a huge Hollywood fan. Just very good cast. Um. I watched it and I walked away and I was like, I don't get it. I do not get it. This is this was my experience. I liked it. And then the end was like super Tarantino, like gore. And I was like, yeah, it just took me out. Like right. the rest of the movie was so, quote unquote, normal mm-hmm. in the way that it just seemed like everyday life. And then like the end just gets so gory. It's like too much at the end. Right. Um. I learned why I didn't get it afterwards, though, because I didn't know that it was oh based on a story. Mm. It was that, a retelling of something that he wanted. Yeah. Of right. Something yeah. that could have changed. And the story I also didn't know of. Mm. So yeah. I was like, I don't know. They could have like cut Margot Robbie's character. Wouldn't have changed a thing. Right. Like, yeah, no. That was, that was literally it's my. the whole like once upon a time in Hollywood where it's yeah. like if this didn't happen, like she'd still be alive. Right. In real life. Right. Yeah. Had only Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt been their neighbors. <laughs> Shout out to them though. Yeah. I right. thought I, one of my favorite things that that movie did was Tarantino flexed his love for old movies by putting scenes from old movies in there and it, it was so fun yeah like that movie it was it was like why i think it's gonna win best picture i don't think it deserves it i do i do not think it deserves it but i think it's going to win it because of the fact that 
Hollywood loves themselves yeah. so much. And that movie was an appreciation of old Hollywood. 100%. 100%. And yeah. all those old producers are going to be like, oh my God, this is what it used to be like. I love this movie. This is so good. Granted, La La Land didn't win. And La La Land didn't deserve to win. I think it did. But they did win something, didn't they? They won pretty much every they other won, award. Um, yeah. act- I think they won. Well, she won Best Actress. Emma Stone did. I think that, he won Best year. Director. If uh, If... Adam Driver wins an Oscar. I'm going to be furious. For not Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I agree. And if Scarlett Johansson wins an Oscar, I'm going to also be furious. Yeah, but Marriage Story. Yeah, I know. That's what they're both nominated for, and they shouldn't win an Oscar for it. Oh, uh, what's what's your biggest Oscar snubs before we go? Uh, Endgame for Best Picture. (laughs) Oof. Dead serious. I don't even know. You're disgusting. I'm dead serious. because You are disgusting. Who... Does best picture go to the producer, right? Technically, it's the executive producers, right? It's it's the it's the producer. I think of it's the, the producer, and they. I mean, like that film. I I think it's it would be dumb to look at each film as like just themselves instead of a larger context. Now, granted. You could say Tarantino. Isn't this Tarantino's last film? Like his? Nope, he has one more. Really? His tenth. Um, this is his ninth. He wants to do ten, and then he's going to do plays. Um, but I feel like Endgame just it means it doesn't mean that much if you just watch Endgame. But if you have like lived in the past like ten years, you as many of us have, you understand the the weight of it and the the pressure that it had to like live up to and i think aside from tucker i think it did like generally i think it did i think if endgame was going to win anything it'd be best director you think directors i guess right uh oh i'm getting a dirty look which i think it also could have been nominated for maybe best special effects well no yeah if I it's think lucky best screenplay i but... think <laughs> Y'all, okay, I kind of, okay, think? Scorsese, I'm sorry, you were right. What do you, what do you think, Tucker? Uh, I think the entire crew, or the entire cast of Us was snubbed hardcore. Wow, did that come out this year? Yeah. This past year? Us was, Us is in my top five movies of last year. Wow. Us was so good. Um, I think people didn't like it because it wasn't nearly as much of a commentary as Get Out, and mm-hmm. people love faking commentary movies, uh, specifically white people. White people saw Get Out and were like, oh my god, and it's like, yeah. white people are so racist. And then like so many people didn't actually understand it, but love to pretend to. And then Us came out, and people were like, um, that wasn't nearly as much about racism as Get Out. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. And uh, then it didn't get nearly as much support. Um, but uh, specifically, uh, Lupita... What's her last name? It starts with an N. Yeah, I know it starts with an N. Uh, I don't remember her last name, but she deserved Best Actress. Um, from all the other nominations, I'm sorry, but she killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to play herself twice, um, but one was herself with a sort of demonic, scary voice that she nearly destroyed her throat for. Interesting. Uh, and it's really hard because acting is reacting. That's one right. of the biggest rules of acting. I assume Katie it knows is. that. Yes, She's an actress. Also, yes, and... Yeah, that's improv, not acting. Very close, though. Improv is acting. No, it's not. Um, um, I don't have that answer. <laughs> but uh, but she had to play herself twice, and uh, it's really really hard to play off of your off of another actor when that other actor is yourself. Right. Uh, and she did it flawlessly, and I think the fact that she wasn't nominated is not only a result of the Oscars being racist, but it's just an atrocity, uh, and that's a fact. I also really have to see Parasite. I'm very, I really I want I to really see that. I really want to see that too. Um, mm-hmm. Well, our power hour is coming to a close. Before we d- before we end it, Katie, do you have any snubs you want to shout out? Um, I think that there should have been a woman director nominated. Ooh. Greta Gerwig but, for Little Woman? But Katie, there wasn't a Wonder Woman movie that came out last year. <laughs> oh, you're right. No Wonder Woman movie this year. Sorry. No I women do, director. I do really like Patty Jenkins. Um... But I like Ava DuVernay too. I don't think she had anything out this year though. Mm. So, well, yeah. But be on the lookout. Nothing, for nothing super specific. Next year's Oscars. Yeah, Jumanji, got, Jumanji, got, Jumanji got snubbed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
um, Jack Black for Best Supporting Actor. Well, thank you for joining, Katie. Thanks. Um, I don't know night. if you were going somewhere, but... No. Um, yeah, hopefully we didn't keep you from anything too important. Yeah, hopefully we can have you back on for another episode. A full that, episode. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, where we talk about things other than movies. I will look forward right. to it. Um, Tucker, it- you want to... You want to bring us home? Thank you for tuning in to Patrick and Tucker's Power Hour with two special quick guests, Shane and Katie Hodge. Uh, They're not married. Shane just didn't want his last name stated, just to clarify. Tune in next week when we talk about the results of the Iowa caucus. See you guys later. If we know the results. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs)